Hi, this is Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. Every week we talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do next week. And as always, I am joined by Gary Winnick. Hello. And David Fox. Hey there. Uh, Let's start with Gary today. Gary, what did you do last week, and what are you doing this week? Well, let's see. Last week I got to fly on a big plane to big city Boston and hang out at a ginormous convention called PAX. And That was your first time at PAX? Yeah, that was my first time at PAX. I've been to other conventions. I've been to E3 and um, to uh, CES and San Diego Comic-Con, which have all also grown uh, enormously. The thing that's interesting about those kind of conventions for me is that in most cases, I went to them when they were smaller, like the GDC and stuff like that, and they've gotten so big. It's sort of weird because I think when we first started out in these industries, and when I'm going to say industries, I'm going to sort of lump the entertainment media industry together. You know, I started out in comics and then worked on games with Ron, and we did a lot of other things like that. And all of the conferences I went to in the beginning were very small, you know, they were kind of industry people or a few, you know, smaller things, even like I think Ron and I went to a Star Trek that was at a Holiday Inn and it might have been, you know, 25 people or something like that. I remember that. You do remember that? But I remember that. That's the only Star Trek convention I've been to. And it was, I mean, it was a total, you know, classic Star Trek convention in that it was like at a Holiday Inn and it was just completely chintzy. But this was, you know, this was before Next Gen came out out you know still classic trek type stuff but that was hilarious classic thimblecon in any case and now these things have gotten so enormous it's kind of hard to even think i mean i'm a little add i think we all might be a slightly little add if you know what i mean by that and the amount of information and people and media you're being bombarded with at one of these things is just insane you know i think my kids might be able to handle it it's kind of like my, when my dad used to look at me watch MTV and he couldn't even fathom what I was looking at, if you know what I mean by that. So we did that. I was there with Ron and Jen and Chase, and we were set up at um, in the indie mega booth. A lot of people came by, and for the most part, I was, overall, I was very pleased with the reception to the game. Talked to a lot of people, a lot of people played it, and everybody genuinely seemed to like what they had to see you know, we had there. That was kind of, that between flying on airplanes and running around Boston a little bit, but not, not a whole lot because mostly we ran around the convention. Uh, that was a pretty full week and met a lot of people, a lot of interesting people. Hopefully some of them are listening to this and uh, then came back and started working on the game again. So right now I've sort of picked up where I left off. We had kind of a crunch right before PAX getting our demo ready. So we put everything aside to work on that. And now I'm sort of back to trying to get things on schedule just for the regular acts. Uh, I've been doing some ambient animation, some character animation, and expect I will be continuing with that through this week. And then we will sort of regroup. I will say that having Chase on board as producer has helped focus at least me a lot. Yeah, it's been great. It's a lot of stuff I don't have to do, so I'm I'm actually happy having a producer on. Yeah, he's a guy who actually likes to do pie charts and spreadsheets <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, it's all color coded. And the other thing he does is he he codes the names of sprints like you know Chinatown or um, I can't you know 
uh, alien or whatever. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure this stuff out, but at least it kind of puts things alphabetically enough for me to understand it. But, you know, it's just, it's just funny. Oh, they're alphabetical. Oh, I didn't get that. You didn't get that? <laughs> they're alphabetical, David. Ah. Oh. There are also names in movies, too. Yeah, I got that part. I said, why is this alien? Why is this? Yeah. I was trying to think if there they're, was like. They're, they're alphabetical, <laughs> Are we doing aliens in this one? <laughs> got it. <laughs> so so anyway, you know, I feel I feel sort of energized on two levels in that I feel energized because finally got a chance to sit in front of a bunch of real people who were actually game players and interested in what we were doing and had a lot of great conversation about that. And then just feel kind of like with, you know, the organization we, we've been putting into place and we were just starting to put it into place prior to leaving for PAX, that things feel like they're much more, I'm going to say, organized than when Ron was handling it by himself. <laughs> no, no offense taken. So that's about it for me. All right. So what, what kind of stuff are you working on next week? Uh, I have um, a number of ambient and, well, idle and uh, idle animations for a number of characters that we're still, you know, wrapping up for the first act. And then I have a number of ambient animations for backgrounds that we're also wrapping up for the first act. Yeah, you got those birds into the Vista. Those are really nice. I like those birds. Yeah, other than the fact that David put like, you know, 2,000 of them in a scene or something like that. Right, so I just, like I just, we, we were in Bodega Bay, the, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it looks like inspired. the movie The Birds. I know. I, I, felt, I felt like when I walked onto the Vista the first time, I felt like I was in a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> Should do it. So maybe they only come out like when one specific character who's afraid of birds comes out. <laughs> just, just oh, I have something to do with the Pigeon Sisters. I still say that and the... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know the the plastic rings from the soda can should have some yeah could you give me give me a special case animation of the pigeon sisters flying and i'll have them go by everyone <laughs> <laughs> that's for the very end of the game i think you know, the very end of the game they like take off into into the sky <laughs> all right uh i guess i'll go next um yeah like gary last week was mostly spent uh dealing with uh packs or off at packs and uh, getting the booth set up, that was an interesting day. The first day, I guess, what was it, Thursday that we were there. I pretty much spent the whole day getting the booth set up. And I, I kind of figured that setting up the booth would be easy, that we'd be, you know, we'd be done by 3 and out of there. But I don't think we got out of there until like 9 or 10 at night. It just always seems to take a lot longer than you think to get that stuff set up. But the interesting thing was, it like took us an entire day to get the booth set up, but I think we tore down the booth in like a half hour. It was like watching army ants, Ron. The whole place was... Yeah, we were like, I think everybody there was so anxious to get the hell out of that convention center that people just tore down their booth so fast to get out of there. So, yeah. Down was quick. Up, uh, up actually took a while. But it was a great show. I, I had a really good time and talked to a lot of people. A lot of people came by and played the game. And I mean, this really is the first time that we've seen, you know, normal players play the game. Because in the past, it's, you know, it's been our friends that have been playing it or it's been the press that have played it. And it was really neat to see that. And, you know, we had four stations set up and, you know, the entire time all four stations were busy and we had a line, you know, of people waiting to play it. So I think that's, um, hopefully that's a good sign. So I think, I think Pac was a good was a good success um so now just pushing forward just trying to get the next sprint done which is getting you know all of act one uh complete because we did you know we took when you combine 
you know, what we had to do for GDC. And then when GDC was over, we rolled right into getting the pack stuff done. So we spent a lot of time polishing and doing kind of out of order work. It's all work that needed to get done. It's not wasted work, but it was kind of out of order work. So we don't really have anything coming up. So it's it's just getting back on schedule and we need to get that Aquan sprint done. So I spent all day yesterday just eating through my bug list, just trying to get every bug that was on there done. And I'll probably do that mostly today as well, just, just getting bugs done. Because I feel like I'm kind of, my head is underwater just because of all the bugs. But I feel if I can get those done. I got the first import of the actual backers into the phone book, at least, you know, first pass of that. So we actually have real names in the phone book now for people and the actual phone numbers. And then I think I'm going to try today to get the the voicemails in so we can test to make sure all that's working so we can call up the people and hear the voicemails. I was trying to figure out you know, we had we had about 4,000 people that backed at the phone book level. Uh, right now, there's I guess there's about 2,700 people that have entered their names. So there's you know a fair number of people that actually haven't even entered their names into the phone book yet. Uh, and we have maybe 500 voicemail messages. I'm sure a lot will come. A lot more will come as we get close to the deadline. But we have about 500 of those. And so I was trying to think. You know, given that there's a, a pretty high ratio of, you know, of people who haven't done a voicemail message versus having done a voicemail message, it would be nice to show something in the phone book so you know whether the person has a voicemail message. I mean, we could put like a little speaker icon next to their name, but that's not really time appropriate. So, I mean, do you guys have any ideas for what we could put in the phone book that says they have a voicemail message? I, I might just print their name in a different color. I was saying you, you could have the ones that don't have voice messages be gray and the ones that do maybe be black, something like that. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe that's all we need to do. Other, other would just be to put an asterisk in front of the phone number or something. I don't know. Just The only thing I worry about is adding length to those names because some of them are really long. Yeah, with, with the new font, that isn't really an issue. It, w- it was kind of an issue when we were using that temporary Commodore 64 font, but now that the phone book has the actual font that we're going to use, um, th- there's plenty of room for the name, so I don't think we'll have a problem. Certainly could create a speaker icon or something like that if we wanted to. It's yeah, we could. Nuts. It's it's not really it's not really period appropriate though to have that. So anyway, we'll we'll need to figure out something for that. But I'm kind of looking forward to having the voicemail messages in. That should be neat. And then yesterday, Steve. Kurt came by and we talked about music and I got a whole bunch of new music for him. So I'm going to try to get that in. Uh, we have we have the circus music, the town music, and I guess the the bridge music and the mansion music. But, you know, now I have music for some of the other areas. So I'm going to try to get that in. So that is what I'm doing next week. Are you happy with the way that stuff's coming out? Are you, you know, I haven't heard it all yet, but are you like, you know, in finding the quality of it to be what you expected, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm really happy with the music. I think it really, it really sets the mood of the game really nicely. You know, it's kind of got this weird, strange sound to it, which, which I really, I really like. I mean, I actually found it to be dramatic because when we were, we've been playing this game for, I'm going to say, you know, a year or whatever, we've been playing with like the same music, just looping in the back. And then for packs, you put in like the new music, like the circus music and stuff. And that like really added another layer to it. So I'm real curious to see it with all the different pieces of music uh, actually integrated. Yeah, yeah, it should be neat. All right, David. Yeah, well, you guys were out playing and, you know, lounging at the booth at PAX. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, it was just a big, it was just a big vacation for us. Yeah, I see how those. You can go by yourself next time. <laughs> I would actually would like to go to the Seattle one if you guys do something there. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the plan, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I would come to that. Um, so while you guys were away, I was coordinating with Octavi, who did a bunch of close-up, new close-up screens, like the new version of the phone book, the new version of the phone, made some edits to some of the other ones he's done and just kind of work with him on got a bunch of stuff and we did some special he did some special case animation now all the main characters have an animation for picking up the telephone and dolores can type and just you know little things like that i think i cleared a whole lot of bugs so it's like this thing like a beep load of bugs <laughs> beep load <laughs> um a lot of these were you know really little ones like you know typos or missing period or something punctuation but there are you know some someone some that i've had sitting in my inbox for at least a month that i haven't gotten time to get to because we we're working on the other demos the pack stuff and it felt good to clear those sometimes you know when you clear a bug you find another bug or something which was a side effect that you had no idea so i was able to fix some things that i didn't know why they were breaking ron found a crash bug which i think i now have special code in there so that that specific crash won't happen what crash was that that was the one where you use an object that didn't have a an object verb a use verb oh yeah are we gonna do like a little helper function so we can we can chain the chain the, the verbs yeah so that that's in now so okay. every place where i was using the other way has the helper function used now okay so worst case it should just give an error i'll give a i don't know how to do that message and got the birds in <laughs> <laughs> yeah all all 512 right of them. right well it's kind of fun we realized like I don't have to worry about frame rate. I could just put as many as I want in there. <laughs> yeah. but, it's not like um, putting them in Zach or David's like trying to figure out how to make three frames flat. Well, you know? I put I put enough in just as a play just to play with it. You know, they're all randomly placed within an area. And when I put enough in, I got a perfect square flying across the screen. Because <laughs> <laughs> all random numbers got covered. I have some two new screens from Mark that I haven't done. So that's for next week, along with the issues i have been, I've counted another 25 bugs in my inbox this morning that i'd like to clear most of those again were are pretty fast but there's a bunch more and then ron has a couple of new functions that he gave me to help with character facing um, we had this weird thing where right now the engine figures out which way the character should the actor should face when they're walking you know left right up down but where it breaks is when they're walking up steps when the steps are steep enough to make the engine think that they're actually walking backwards into the distance instead of walking up diagonally so now there's some special code which we can force their and they're facing which way they're facing to like one of two directions and map maybe back to right facing and left forward to left facing so i'm gonna get that in i think that's mostly it so just um, working hard, trying to get my hours in before the end of the month. The other thing we did, I forgot to mention, was we did the first play tests with uh, people who you know signed up on the website, you know, to be play testers. Oh, we did those. Um, I guess night before last, we had two people come in. One of them, uh, you know, came in at like at three, and the other person came in at six and did that. So that was really exciting. 
you know, to see them because that was more than just the demo. I mean, they were playing the actual game. Yeah, I didn't get to hear how that went. Yeah, it went it went really well. You know, I think I think the first crop of people that were bringing in are people that are fairly experienced with adventure games, and you know, so both of these people, you know, had obviously played tons of adventure games. You know, so that the you know the fact that it was an adventure game, you know, wasn't something that tripped them up at all. So that was yeah, it was kind of nice to see it. But it, it's interesting to you know, watch two different people solve these puzzles because, you know, the first person got stuck on a bunch of puzzles and found a whole bunch of other puzzles that were easy to do. And then the other person came in and just got stuck on a completely different set of puzzles and mm. found, you know, the the set that the first person was playing, you know, got stuck on, found that those were really easy. So it just kind of tells you that people are just very different when it comes to, you know, what puzzles they find hard and what puzzles that they find easy. I say that, which is why playing with a partner is often so much easier than playing by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Both of these people came in solo. I think the next group of people will bring in, you know, I want to make sure that they come in, you know, with another person uh, to play with. Because it is it is quite a different experience, you know, when you're playing with someone else. Well, one of the things I found at PAX, which was interesting, is there were a number of, number of puzzles that um, people who I play tested that I kind of knew were having difficulty with, and it seemed like most of the people in packs were just able to breeze right through them and figure them out. You know, I think you know in particular things, I'm going to say like figuring out the combination and stuff to the safe and stuff like that. It seemed like everybody at packs had no problem with that at all, where I'd had a lot of problem with that with, you know, individuals I tested. I don't know if you found that at all. Yeah, we were really worried about you know ransom's hidden safe because you know, we'd had a lot of problem with the play testers we had brought in not finding the hidden safe but i think just about everybody during pax found that you know with without too much trouble so you know maybe it's just not not as big of an issue as we thought it was because those folks play games i guess but we also like incrementally kept on adding more and more tweaks to make to force people into that direction yeah, maybe that is. Maybe those things work. We hit the critical mass of what you needed. How about in your playtest that you just did? Oh, in terms of that puzzle, yeah, both both people found it without a problem. Okay. Yeah, one one person found it right off. The other person, you know, they kind of went back to it, but but immediately immediately found it the second time. So yeah, I don't I don't think it's that big of a deal actually. There's another object in that room, which you may have to cut this. I won't say what it is, but any problem with that one? Uh, one person found it and I had to hint the other person to it. Okay. So that could still be uh, an issue. Yeah, that one could be an issue. Okay. I think one, th one thing I am a little bit concerned about with the testing is that I, th I think we've kind of thoroughly tested the first two hours of the game. And I'm a little bit worried, you know, that the rest of the game isn't going to get the same level of testing. So we definitely should start bringing people back in who've played the beginning and, you know, be able to start them further along. So, you know, the, the end of Act 1 gets tested well and Act 2 gets tested well and Act 3 gets tested well. So we should start doing that. Right. Now, do we have any other conventions coming up? I mean, you mentioned PAX, uh, you know, in Seattle, uh, because I'm wondering, are we going to do any other demos or just use the demo we have? Or, you know, is there a plan for any of that? Yeah, I think if we show anywhere else, we'll just show the same demo that we have. There's a couple of tweaks because there, you know, there's some, you know, funny lines we put in there that actually reference packs in them. You know, so we'll just we'll swap yeah. those lines out. But I think we'll just use the demo that we have. So we're not going to, you know, when something else comes up, you know, we're not going to become derailed for two weeks trying to fix that. All right. Is that it? Anyone else have anything else? Mm -hmm.
not really. Glad to be back home. I, I think when I got to, um, you know, Boston, it took me a while to acclimate myself to, you know, the, the three-hour difference in time back east versus the west coast. And I think I got myself just acclimated in time to come back. And now I have to had to reacclimate myself yeah. to California time. So <laughs> yep. I don't know if you had that issue at all, but I still think it's, you know, eight o'clock at night or whatever right now. Yeah, I did. The first few nights back, I was like ready to go to bed, you know, at, at seven o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I will talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye-bye. I guess that's it. Bye. Ron, you're still not rec- you're not recording anymore, right, Ron? No, no. So you can talk about all that secret stuff now. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well, let me see. I don't. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, one of the things about the PAX thing, which I think you mentioned before, which was also interesting about the demo, is I think I had I was worried whether or not the game would hold people's attention, and I think you said this, but I I noticed it that everybody who sat down pretty much played the entire demo from start to finish. Yeah, I only counted uh, just a couple of people that got up in the middle of it and left, and everybody else stayed. And it's it's it was a good twenty minute demo, so it was quite a while for people to sit there. The other thing I think that was really smart, and this was Jen's idea, is that she got two chairs for each station. Oh, yeah. So people could sit down with a friend and play the game. And I thought that Mm -hmm. was really smart Mm -hmm. because virtually everybody that sat down had somebody with them and that other person could sit there next to them and they could play the game together. Did, Did anyone like get stuck to the point where they were asking for help? Uh, you know, the only thing that people got stuck on was understanding that you can switch characters. And I think that, I mean, that's a kind of a UI issue. So, you know, we were happy to point that out to people. And, and towards the end, we just started pointing that out to people right at the beginning, you know, and not wait for them to get stuck because some people, you know, would wander around, you know, for, for, you know, quite a while and not realize they could switch characters. So I just wanted to do something with the UI. I made some changes post packs um, to help with the UI stuff, but I think that was really the only thing that, that, you know, people were uh, really stuck on. Yeah, that and they could all complain about the font, Ron. And nobody complained about the font. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like the the website was like burning down over my font change, and <laughs> nobody. I mean, it wasn't even mentioned at all uh, during all the people that played the game. So, <laughs> and just in case you didn't read Ron's blog post carefully, you can change to whichever font you'd like. That you know you can change back to the the C64 style font if you want to. Yeah, you can do that. More an issue of people getting used to something and then not liking change. Well, you know, I remember one of the first blog posts we did where we showed the UI and it had the Commodore 64 font. I remember a long thread of people complaining that it was the Commodore 64 font and we should do a different font more like the Monkey Island font. And so now, you know, and then they, they've lived with the Commodore 64 font for a while and now we're seeing complaints that we're changing that. So yeah, I, I, I think you're right. People just become right. used to stuff. I mean, I'm the same way, right? I mean, I, I use some app on my phone or I use some program and I download an update and and they change something and I'm like, what the hell did they do? They broke this thing and, you know, and then I'm used to it three days later. So um, I have a, I have a programming question. Uh-huh. Um, so first on the um, jiggle code. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to check in um, a test. It works fine when I, when I double checked it on the trons, but mm-hmm. when I, I, I have it on 
check the plant in the library and it, it won't jiggle. And I'm not sure if there's some setting or there's something happening which is forcing it to not work there. But I tried all different values and I just couldn't get it. Shake works, but Jiggle doesn't on that. Where Where is the zero point on that? Did you actually um, set a tight bounds around the plant or is it one of those things where it's pretty much the entire screen? No, it's probably tight. It's probably just the plant. Okay. I think it's too small. Yeah, no, no, it would be just the opposite. If if the plant was the was taking up the entire screen, the the jiggle might be too subtle to notice. Okay. So if if it is just tight on the plant, I I don't know. Do you still have the code in there that jiggles the plant? Yeah, I, I I'm gonna check in a a test version for you. So you just say open open plant and it'll okay. It should trigger it. All right. Yeah, I'll look I'll look at it and see what's going on there. And. While I was looking at that, I, I put this in the in the bug I sent back to you. Jiggle doesn't do the proper thing with with child layers, child objects. Um, shake does, so child objects shake with the main object, but Jiggle doesn't. Oh. And it, it was, the Jiggle was so subtle that you probably weren't noticing it. But when I turned it off and extremed it on the Tron machines, I could see that those were staying stationary. Yeah, I don't know that I can fix that actually. Let me look at that. That actually may be a problem just because it's rotation. Mm -hmm. The shaking is just moving position, so it just moves the position. But when, you know, when you're dealing with rotation, you, you really want the thing to rotate from its kind of attach point, not independently. So that could be an issue. So you kind of want it to rotate from the parent's attach point yeah. or, or from the parent's center point. Right, not its center point. Right. But you're saying it's but you're saying it's not rotating at all though. They're as far as I can tell, they're being stationary. Yeah. Okay. It, it may be the same issue that they were rotating, but they were so subtle that I couldn't see it. So maybe something small doesn't have a rotation. All right. I'll look. I'll look at it. Anyway, you could you could try try it with the plant. Okay. Um. And the other thing was so you have you haven't done the change yet with the sending an object created object to a prop yet. Yeah, I did that. You did that. Okay. What's yeah, the I did that. For? It's it's nothing. All, all I did was I just allowed you to attach objects to parallax layers instead of props. Okay. Um, the, the only thing is when you attach an object to a parallax layer, it sets it untouchable by default. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's fine. So, yeah. So it should be fine. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. 